Hey, girl. Good morning. Good morning. You're not chipper this morning. What's happening? Because I don't want to hear your damn mouth. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I'm, ch- I'm changing. I'm growing. I'm changing my life. I doubt that's accurate, but whatever. We go. We go. Go. Wow. <laughs> uh, so welcome everybody to episode six of We Just Out Here. We are your hosts. I'm Nikki Byram, and I'm Jocelyn Hyman Gang Gang. <sighs> okay, it's gonna be one of those days. All right. All right. <sighs> I'm on my second cup of coffee. Are you girl? I had one. And let me tell you something. I I I mix coffees. Oh. So I am I'm pretty zooted right now. Like I don't know what I did to myself, but I don't think I need to do it again. I don't know what's about to happen. I don't either, but we gonna we don't. We're going to do something. We're going to try to give y'all a good show. We're gonna, so, we're gonna uh, y'all a, it's going to be entertaining, if nothing else. Um, so, Fran, today we're talking about growth. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we ought to let the people know that a lot of our show topics, I think we've addressed this once before, but it, it, it needs to be restated. The topics that we discuss every week come from our life experiences. So when we have the pre-show meeting, we really just sit down like, what was your week like? And what was your week like? And what did you learn this week? And that's how we decide what it is that we're going to talk about. So uh, this week, our topic came from my experiences with learning about or being able to see uh, some personal growth. (laughs) Oh Jesus! Uh, in myself, that we had to uh, we had to acknowledge and applaud. So, friend, <laughs> friend, do you have before we before we begin the begin before we get into the mess? Do you have a, a definition for the people? I do. So, of course, we know the. The surface definition is the process of increasing in physical size. And then the de- the example they use, which I love, is the upward growth of plants because we're gardeners. Hello. We are. And we do love when plants grow up unless they're supposed to grow oh, out. And then we'd be like, listen. why did this pushing? Oh my God. It'd be a lot. <laughs> it but is. another definition, which will, you know, tie into. What we're going to talk about today, uh, the definition of a growth is something that has grown. Um, no, 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 no. My bad. Growth is defined as a gradual development in maturity, age, size, weight, or height. So we're going to focus on that maturity and age thing today because, mm. listen. Mm. <laughs> oh, child. Because in these late 30s, we are different in these late 30s. Ooh. Listen, listen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Wave hand in the air. Oh, I have tears in my eyes. Child, let me tell you something. I didn't know what growth meant. And, and like, when the old folks say you keep living, Ooh, girl. They mean that thing. 
they, and my dad, my daddy, my dad, and see, y'all know my daddy old as hell. I told you my daddy old. So my daddy been telling me to keep living for damn 30 years. I just got here, daddy. Why are you telling me to keep living? I ain't, I ain't, <laughs> I ain't started. I, yeah, what I'm, what I'm going to stop living? Oh, oh my that well, girl, it's a, it's a real. Thing. Oh my God! Keep living, Jesus Christ! Oh, put it on the shirt. Keep living. I'm putting it on the shirt. When are we gonna get these shirts? I'm gonna stop. No, uh-uh. don't even answer that. Don't approach that. Don't engage. Cause I, cause girl, I almost forgot that I had grown. Yeah. <laughs> I was finna cut you out. That's understandable, girl. And the way I'm feeling today, it would have been okay. I would just have to take that L. Bitch. As merch manager, I am offended. Are you? Yeah. Thank you for growing enough to accept your title. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> so, let's get into it, friend. <sighs> oh, you said something a few minutes ago that was like, that's where the tears came, friend, because these 30s... Mm-hmm. Mm. If you had told me in my mid-twenties that I would be able to handle the things that I'm handling in my thirties, the way that I'm handling them, I know my mid-twenties self would have cussed you the fuck out. Because who the fuck is you talking to? Number one. And number two, no, I don't, I don't, uh, and that, that person did not handle things this way. So like, nah, but like I said, them old folks tell you keep living. Like life will either you gonna grow or you gonna die. Like you're gonna stay stagnant or you gonna rise to the challenge. So the things that I'm experiencing now and the way that I'm handling them, I am so amazed by that. It's not even so much the things that I'm experiencing that are like amazing. It's the way that I handle things now that just blows my mind because I have seen a day where some of the stuff that I'm being faced with now would have gone left so fast, it would have looked like a whole circle. Like that's how far left that shit would have went. But (laughs) instantly, (laughs) Oh, this is bad. This is bad right now. But it's not happening that way. And I'm, I, I don't even know. Like I had to. Sometimes I just really have to thank God for growth. I have to thank Him for it or thank her for it because, oh Jesus, oh especially like, oh girl, mm. hallelujah. Mm. <laughs> Wave your hand in the air, please, please. <laughs> So I have to tell the people um, I have had in my past a very, very bad temper and also um, a real quick mouth. Like my grandma used I to I like how up. she said have had as if it's no longer present. That's cute. For no, listen, wait, wait, because I'm going I'm I'm to qualify it because my grandma okay, used to tell you. me my girlfriend used to tell me all the time that my mouth was gonna get me in a whole bunch of trouble because I used to, yeah, I used to just like mm-hmm. I was that person because I had all this shit. I was that person that if you talked to me and I wasn't in the mood for talking, 
I wasn't, I didn't have the kind of grace to just engage with you and let you know, hey, I'm not really in the mood for conversation. I would just be like, bitch, why the fuck you talking to me? And that would be my, like, if you said hello to me and I wasn't in the mood, stop fucking talking to me. That would have been my response. Now, that is not mature. That is not, like I said, gracious. It's also uncalled for. But in that space, I didn't know that. I just knew I don't want to talk to you. You in my personal space. I got shit going on. Fuck you. Get the fuck out my space. Now, I'm not as... My temper is a lot less volatile. And I do have a pinch of grace. So instead, <laughs> I got, it ain't even but a pinch, but I got it. <laughs> it's like a newborn pinch. It's a newborn pinch. So it's like, if I don't want to talk, I will at least take the time to let you say what you need to say. And then be like, you know what? I really don't have, like we discussed before, the emotional capacity for this conversation or I'm sorry I'm just not and not even apologizing for it but I just really don't have the, the I don't I, I can't talk to you right now and that has come from whew, a lot of work on myself in ways that like when I was doing it I didn't know that that's what it would lead to but I was just doing it and then I would notice that instead of just cussing people to fuck out immediately it, it would it would just be less uh, aggressive and less confrontational as quickly, if that makes sense. But I do still have a very quick mouth. Like, I will cuss you the fuck out. I'm not afraid to say that. I own that. But I don't do it if you say good morning anymore. Like, you got to say a few more things that are egregious before I start cussing you out. And when I do... I make sure <laughs> that, that number one, I'm doing it in a way so that you know exactly where it is you had me fucked up. Because I am monotone and I do tend to say everything, whether it be a good thing or a bad thing, in the same tone of voice. So I make sure to choose my words so that you know where the fuck you had me fucked up. Where you made the left turn into this is not where you want to be. Mm -hmm. Ooh, but girl getting to that point that took some time and that took some work but oh I'm thankful because right now it has kept me out of jail it has because that was the big thing it's like I'm gonna end up having to beat a nigga ass and I'm going to jail it has kept me out of a lot of trouble it kept me employed when I got like you know better jobs and I'm putting better in air quotes and it also allowed me to create a peaceful space in my home because I didn't have to worry about people coming in my in my shit with some bullshit. That's where I'm at with it right now. And we're gonna get into some of what's going on and why we talk about growth this week and why but for right now that's where I'm at. Friend, talk about growth, friend. <sighs> Let's see. Because I've been a perfect individual my entire life, I haven't had much growth to do. Girl, because bitch, you know it's goodbye <laughs> good fucking bye now that the comedy show is over mm. um <laughs> oh child you know <clears throat> maturity is like the icing on the corner part of the cake because mm -hmm. people love corners i know i like corners i do like a corner 
but it be the corner where they had a rose or the flower right there, and it's kind of hardened just a little bit. It's like, so it's got a little crust on it. Yeah, ooh, it's just a perfect bite. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what maturity is. Cause let me let me explain something to you. That middle of the cake. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, that middle of the cake ain't got no no nothing. It's just out there by itself in the middle. It's out there. I don't want that part. <sighs> I don't want, want it no more. If, if I can't get no corn, I don't need to worry about it. Listen, I feel the same way about cornbread. If you can't give me the corn or the cornbread, just don't give me none. Just don't even worry about it. But I like cornbread. Let me just eat it out the pan. Let's give me a fork. But okay. um, just actually being to other people what I want them to be to me. Um, and, and, and I know y'all be get tired of me talking about that man who married me, but um, I've had a lot of growth with him, and he's endured a lot. Man, <laughs> <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. He, he, what'd you say? But Jocelyn, you've been perfect all your life. I know, but he still endured a lot. And no, he's not perfect, and I'm not, and I'm not gonna say I ain't endured nothing. But he, he about ain't. Drug me like I don't try to drag it back. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, just just showing him that I can be the same to him that he is to me. And I think that's and I ain't gonna say that's all he's ever wanted, but you know, that's kind of part of like, hey, you know, we're a partnership. Now that 50 50 thing, I don't really believe in that. Mm. Everything can't be had. I mean, somebody gonna do more of something than the other one, but it's whatever works for you all. Mm-hmm. But the, the 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 just the growth in the seeing that hey you 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 do want to do some partnership type shit as opposed to damn man, I'm doing everything and you don't even look like you want to try to help or not even realizing that that you fucking that part right there up and so commun- so with growth guys uh, something we always talk about does come communication because even when you grow you gotta talk to yourself like hey you you, you still want to keep doing that you don't want to mm-hmm. change this. You got to have these conversations with yourself and then, like I said, me wanting to treat people or be the type of person to others that I want them to be to me, then you have to have those conversations with those people too. Mm-hmm. Because you got to make sure y'all on the same page with whatever it is you want to be to each other. So, you know, with 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 this podcast, let's use me and Nikki. Nikki called me the other day talking about how we going to be on social media. Girl, I don't care about that. Um, that that's just not my ministry. Um, but she, out of respect for us having a partnership in this show, she wanted to at least give me the opportunity to say, well, hey, I like this type of content. I don't like that type of content. But me, I don't care about that. So Nikki can go full throttle and full force with however she's going to run our social media pages. But I appreciate her growth in caring about, well, let me see how she's going to feel about this um, because it ain't just my show. But she also knew that this girl ain't gonna buy a kill. Mm-mm. But it, it wasn't a wasted phone call because it was respect. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with, with with maturity, it just comes a newfound respect for people, for things, for their things. Um, um, you, you know how your mama tell you when you, you know, you, when you live, like, don't air condition the neighborhood by leaving the, leaving the door open and mm-hmm. run up electricity. Run up the electricity because the E ain't on the electricity. The, le- the electricity, yeah. Um, don't just be running my water, raising my water bill, and so none of that really. You don't really understand until you then have to start paying those bills on your own. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and then you have to start taking care of the stuff that you have. So with growth also comes just the little things like don't slam my motherfucking dough. Don't slam mm-hmm. my dough. Mm-hmm. You ain't about no dough to slam. Mm-hmm. You know, just just actually, I cause I didn't used to even care about things like mm-hmm. oh if it breaks oh I just get another one. Well at thirty seven, hey wait a minute. Cause if you tell them up, hello, and if you tell them motherfucker up, cannot afford to replace it, probably not. Which is why I don't want you slamming it in the first place. Exactly. It. So you gotta just respect your money. There is growth in so many aspects of my life. I didn't. I used to disrespect the hell out of money. Money got no respect for me. I didn't respect money. I didn't respect time. Mm. Um, I almost didn't respect people, but I thought I was. But no, that's not respect, man. You need to work on that. Um. And so, with what I've done is, I actually have been able to, with doing self-work, I have also been able to put myself in other people's shoes. I know that sounds cliche, you know, think about the other person, but you truly have to actually look at it. You have to open your eye, but you got to want to open your eye. If you don't want to open your eye, you'll never see nobody else's point. If you if you do not open your eyes, you will never see where nobody else is coming from. You're going to always think you're right. I've actually had to just walk around and put on these shoes, put on that shoe. They, what they call it a vantage point. You got to look at different vantage points to see exactly how would you feel in that predicament, how you think they feel. Like You really have to put yourself in a lot of these situations. You have to truthfully put yourself in these situations. You just can't say it because you want them to do what you want them to do. No, you got to truly think about it. Well, if I do this, or if they, somebody did this to me, how would I truly feel about it? And you got to be honest with yourself. And there, And there comes growth, too. Um, not being such a hothead because baby, mm. you want girl. it, you can get it, girl. You you want it, you can get it, and but you know what helped me to calm that down? Mm. My husband's daughter, mm. because when she came into the world, I realized I didn't want to do anything to jeopardize me being in her life. Wow! And so, whereas I told you guys, you know. My mom was on drugs. So for at least eight years, my mama was not a concrete figure in my life. And that was the issue for me. That 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 was a problem. You need your mama. You need both of your parents. Um, so I said I would never leave my child unless it was something I had no control of, like dying. I can't really control that. But um but I try to have a hand in it too, like to speak, listen, I'm about to go out here in the world that don't take me out. Um <laughs> Don't do it. Don't take me out. But um, but yeah. So, you know, she really, she really helped me to realize. Okay, but well don't put yourself in a predicament where, you know, it could turn into something else. Don't, 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 don't put yourself in situations. And so that's why one day at the Home Depot, when Karen was about to get it, mm-hmm. oh honey, I had to, cause I had forgot who I, y'all. I had went to twenty four year old Jocelyn. She didn't care about nothing, girl. And I had to realize, ma'am, 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 you you thirty seven, mm-hmm. and you got a family in the car. So what you gonna do? You know what? Well, let me just walk off because I'm about to drag this whole life. She has never been drugged before, and it was gonna be a lot. So having a child really helped me to grow in that sense of wanting to be present in her life, and then just other decisions, not drinking and driving, because I'm queen of going to the club. And leaving the club, kind of lit, but straightening up to the for wind, the friend. Listen, but straightening up for the road because I know I don't want to die. But man, okay. what, what what if you get what if it's the roadblock? Girl, I got pulled now, over over there in Warner Robins. 
And Ooh, when I tell you, when I tell you, I was fucked up. Oh, honey. So, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I'm glad they did friends. Me um, either. I told them, I'm going to tell y'all what I did. But yeah, so, you know, just, just, like I said, it's it's, it's levels to growth and it's different Mm -hmm. categories in your life. Um, And you may not always, you're not going to all hit them at the same time, of course, because I mean, Mm -hmm. it's levels too. You don't hit every level, but but what happens is, one level pretty much leads you to another because you start thinking mm-hmm. about well if I'm if I'm cleaning up this area ooh I should probably work on this too and then ooh I can I can jump over here and take it and before you know it you know what I'm saying you really just fucking with a well or machine and and you 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 happier with who you are and who you are becoming the people around you are happier with you you able to produce greatness they can see it you radiate that and then you probably can that radiation can get on somebody else and and promote something in them. I mean, because again, once we help ourselves, guys, you cannot forget, we got to help those around us. I mean, that's just our duty as black people. We all we got, and we have to continue to remember that once you you do something for you, because you got to take care of you first so you'll be able to give to your people, but you got to help your community in some form or fashion. You can't ever forget that. I uh, obviously don't have children. And um, so I don't, I can't attribute that to having kids or whatever. But I, I don't entirely. I, I think I just got tired of my life being the way it was, and being like feeling like, or just finally coming to the realization that when nobody gonna come in and save me from mm-hmm. myself, I had to do it. And once I realized, cause I said last week, I told y'all, um that your life is your fault and like yeah not fault but you did this like you made the decisions and you created the atmosphere that you know got you here so like you can make new decisions the hardest thing that I had to do was learn how to fucking grow up how to change my behavior and change my thoughts because it started with my thoughts I had to change the way I thought about myself and I had to change the way I thought about my life in order to really get this process in gear because a lot of the things that I thought about myself were leading me down the path of these terrible behaviors and getting these terrible results because I had stopped going to church, which is not a terrible behavior, but I'm going somewhere. So I had become a Buddhist and I was reading uh, the teaching of the Buddha and a couple other monks like Dalai Lama and whomever and a lot of what they talk about is compassion and I had to learn compassion because that was the thing compassion and detachment so detachment was hard but compassion was harder because compassion says that you really do have to look at the other person the way that you would want them to look at you you have to look at them with a loving heart well that means you got to create a loving heart and I didn't have one because I was a hothead I was angry with the world. I was angry with myself. I was angry with everybody around me. I was always comparing myself to other people. I always felt like other people had it better than I did because they had a different situation than I did or they grew up in a different situation. I always felt like like I was doomed to fail, like I was doomed to never have a happy life or whatever, all of those things. None of that was true because it just wasn't, but all of it made me feel like, well, what's the fucking point if I'm just supposed to be 
sad and depressed and all sort of kind of shit. I should be angry about that because who the hell wants to live like that? And then I realized I didn't have to live like that. I didn't have to be sad and unhappy and depressed and angry and always feeling bad. I didn't have to live like that. I didn't have to always hate myself and all the other kind of shit. So I made the decision to change the way that I approached myself, the way I thought about myself, the way I moved, the way I treated myself. And this is back to what I was telling y'all last week or what we were talking about last week, the star player. I really had to change the way that I saw myself and thought about myself in order to love myself enough to want to have a better life, to grow. And looking back now, I can tell you that it has taken me or that it took me several years to get to that point, but I got there. I read a lot of books, I did a lot of writing. I did a lot of thinking just to get to a point where I could learn how to manage my hot-headedness, learn how to manage this, this mouth of mine, taming this angry tongue, all that other kind of shit. Like I, the books that I read, Jesus, if I just want to start there, one of the books that really helped me was Iyanla Van Zandt's Peace from Broken Pieces. And I know that Iyanla gets all the shade because y'all be like, well, she's not a licensed professional and she be telling these people things that they should already know or she's not saying anything new. But even if you feel like she's a broken clock, a broken clock is right twice a day. The um, mm, that's a good one. Some of the stuff that she talks about and this is something that I had to learn too. Not everybody knows this stuff. Not everybody right. they knows. They really don't. Not everybody knows how to deal with themselves and other people. So if you know this stuff, to listen to her talk about it, it just seems like, well, duh. But hell, well, duh to her, to these people, is like new information. It's like a child. And when a child discovers something new, that they've never experienced before. Like when my goddaughter first discovered a Christmas tree, she was so like enraptured by this Christmas tree. Well, she had never seen one before because she was born in spring. So the first Christmas that she had <laughs> was Christmas. Like the first Christmas is this Christmas. So duh, when the fuck she going to see a Christmas tree if she was born in March? But it's just like you, you have to give people the space to, to discover things on their own. And the thing I love about her book, about that book, my copy is marked up to the gods. But the thing that I love about that book is she really took the time to be open and transparent about her life and her pain. And then also be open and transparent about the ways in which she saw the world change as she changed she really did have peace from broken pieces. And if you know anything about her story, then you know that she has had some trauma. Like we all have. Absolutely. But the thing that made her finally write this book was the death of her daughter. And in her daughter's death, she was able to really kind of see her life full circle um, and talk about it. And I read that book. And when I tell you that I got so angry because I was like, who who told this bitch to be all in my journals? Who told this bitch to read my life like this? Every experience that she had kind of resonated with me in a way that I hadn't experienced before. And so when she was talking, I felt like she was talking to me. And that was the thing that kind of made me go, okay, well, if this person who has this life 
is talking about things and we've experienced Iyanla through Oprah and all the other kind of stuff. And she talks about that relationship and she talks about how it went left and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm thinking about the relationships that I've had with friends that, that got, that went south because of my self-sabotaging and where that self-sabotaging comes from. And I'm reading her say, well, I'm reading I'm reading her and she's saying, well, this is how I fixed it. Then of course, I'm going to take that as valid advice because she fixed it. She knows what she's talking right. about. It's resonating with me. The point that I'm driving at here is I had to do, I had to put in some, some time and some effort and some energy. And I know y'all probably get tired of us saying this word, but I had to do some work on me to get me to a place where growth could happen. And I could see as soon as I made the decision, I could see that the universe was lining up with me to get me to that place. And my life got better. I wasn't sitting around waiting on God to just bless me with peace or waiting on God to just bless me with a less violent mindset or less anger or to change the way I talk to people. I had to do the thing and just have faith because we told you faith without works is dead. Just doing the thing putting in the work and believing that if I do these things, if I make this decision and I walk on this path, that it's going to change my life for the better. Doing that thing helped me. And I'm so grateful that I had sense enough to trust the process because the stuff that I'm going through now, the reason that we're talking about growth today (laughs) is because some of the shit that I'm going through right now, if I hadn't made that choice, we wouldn't have a show because I would be incarcerated. And that's not a joke. That's, that's my, that's reality because I would not have been able to handle this with as much and not to, you know, with as much grace and as much maturity as I am, because there have been days. And you said something about 27 year old Jocelyn this is how you know that you've grown. If you can point to a specific year or age where that shit would have been a different situation, then you know, you're not there anymore. You know, your mindset has changed because (laughs) when my nephew transitioned, uh, I was like, who y'all need to see 2010, Nikki, 2015, Nikki, 2001, Nikki, whoever the fuck. And my sister was like, you might need to bring 2010 Nikki with you. Just in case somebody get raw, that already let y'all know twenty ten Nikki was not with the shit. <laughs> Who wants to see her? I don't. She don't exist no more. <laughs> but that bitch is in a file cabinet. Go get her. <laughs> twenty ten Nikki wouldn't be able to talk to y'all about this piece of love shit. Oh, twenty ten yeah. Nikki, listen. Twenty ten Nikki was ready to fight every day. Just woke up. Who asked? I got the whoop today. That's not. That's not cool. That's not what is that? Friend, come on. It's man. Not. You should wake up wanting to drink coffee and check on your plants. That's what people should want to do. Girl, I would wake up. I would wake up, drink a Gatorade and some water, cut my grass, and still be ready to be the bitch. The ghetto with a crowbar. Oh, you ghetto! That is so ghetto. Shut your ass up. Jeez. Oh, honey, 2000 and uh, pick a number, Jocelyn. <laughs> no, 2006, 
seven and eight, Jocelyn. Mm, mm-mm. Girl. Two, 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 the year of 2000 to 2009. Ooh, ooh. Was, ooh. That was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Can I tell you, I had to apologize to my friends. Like, Dr. Tip gave this exercise where we had to go back through our journals. And like we were looking for patterns and stuff. It was a new year thing. But I read all of my journals from the year 2000 when I started college to, I think this was, this was a few years ago. So I'll say 2015. So we talked about 15 years worth of journals, which was a lot of reading. But the point was, girl, I, when I got to 20, when I was like 27, 28, somewhere like that, I had that shit hurt my feelings so bad. I sent out a text message and was like, look, and I think I put it on Facebook too. Anybody that knew me between 2000 and yesterday, I am so sorry. You posted it yesterday. I am so sorry because I was crazy as cat shit. And I know I had to be insufferable. Cat shit is crazy. And I know I had to be completely (laughs) insufferable at some point because I was reading the shit like, bitch, I want to fight you. And I was talking about myself because a lot of shit that was happening. I was just like, are you fucking stupid? But I was. I was uninformed. I was angry. I was, I was impatient. I was a lot of things that I had not addressed yet. But I didn't know that I needed to address them yet. I was just talking about them. And I had to look at myself with some compassion. Because, bitch, that... Oh, God. Girl... My first girlfriend, the relationship with my first... Oh, Jesus. Bitch, I wanted to fight me. Mm. I wanted to kick my own ass. And it it, it, it was a situation where I had to call because I had a friend who told me in the beginning, girl, you need to break up with her. And I fought that bitch tooth and nail behind this raggedy hole and ended up having to call that bitch and be like, you know, you remember when you told me to break up with old girl? I'm so sorry. I should have listened to you. You were right. And it caused so many problems in our relationship. And I just want to I just want to take this time to ask you to please forgive me for that. Because that was big of you. Girl, I had to learn, bitch. Bitch. <laughs> I felt so bad. Oh, God. Mm. I'm sorry. I told you. I think I need to give a formal apology. And I don't know if they're all listening, so I may have to send out a text message. But I want to, because the day of my wedding, <clears throat> Um, I think I I offended a few people that day in uh mm. my mm. my bridal party, um to be exact. And I did walk around and I think I texted them the next day and said I was sorry, but I don't know how I, if I really meant it or more so I was saying it because I was supposed to say it. Did that make sense? Mm-hmm. But when I look back on that evening, could put myself in the other people's shoes, I would have cussed me out. <laughs> I want to because I I did have one friend today. She said, "Oh, that she said I almost cussed you out, but because it was your wedding, I decided not to." Well, girl, tell us, please tell us all about that, please. I I would love to hear it. Just wanted being me, I guess. Just wanted things to go a certain way, do things a certain way. But what happened was it was different directions get being given out that day. And so, whereas I had asked them to do one thing, somebody told them to do something else, but I didn't know that. So, when they weren't doing the thing I asked them to do, of course, I'm like, the fuck y'all doing? Like, I I, I gave an instruction. 
bitch, you ain't no teacher. You is a brat. You need to calm down. Ain't no playing field. Ain't nobody taking no test today. Calm down. And so, yeah, just just little stuff like that, or you know, not really, not really speaking in loving tones. More so, uh, demanding things and not really helping. Just looking cute, walking around, talking shit, that type of stuff. Um, now I did get smart with my mother-in-law, and she said, "I'm gonna let you have this today." And uh, I did. Now my apologies to her was real because I, I'm gonna need her. I had to get my shit in order for that one. Josh, you better go apologize to that lady. Mm. <laughs> because for one, she loves you and don't fuck that up. And that's definitely my dog. Like, I will cut you real deep, like jugular type. I will cut you over my mother-in-law. So, yeah. So if it's any of the girls listening that was in my wedding, uh, I am very sorry about that day. I... You know, I I tried. People was like, "Oh, you was a bride villain." I'm like, "I was not no bride villain." But you know what? You I've looked at that show several times, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have to say that yeah, I was a bride villain <laughs> that day. And um, uh... yeah, and I am very sorry because it it was it wasn't called for. It was a way to get all of that done. Because everything that got done, they they would have been happy to do it. Just bitch, you gonna talk to us better though. That's all. Mm. You know, be appreciative. Of, of what's being done for you. We're doing this out of love, not out of obligation. We don't owe you shit. We're here because we fuck with you. And so I think I was looking at it as a, oh, this what you're supposed to do. No, dog. We chose to do it. And so that was something I had to grow from too, knowing that don't nobody owe me nothing. Girl, me too. Because you and feel like so people I, do. Or they you should. feel like people do. Or they, I mean, especially when it be the people so close to you. So like my husband and my daddy, yeah, y'all owe me some shit. No, no, not necessarily. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a different way of word that <sighs> so y'all owe each other some some respect. But that's that's really all you owe anybody is some respect because you should respect people unless they disrespect you, then you follow suit. But um, yeah, um, I've always had that entitled type of attitude about certain things. So when when life humbles you, oh. Ooh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When life humbles you, mm-hmm. baby. And I'm hard. It's it. Ooh, so. honey. It's a. She's. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, I'm so goddamn hard headed. But they say that too. A hard headed. Like a soft oh. I'm sorry. A hard headed. I don't like have a wrong. And my ass is <gasps> soft and pliable. Do you hear me? Bitch. Yeah. I like... got me together. <laughs> Life ain't been no crystal cell. It hell, I, he, he put a mm. word out there for y'all. He did put a word. Y'all better go listen to Lance and stop playing at me. Um, yeah, it, it sometimes, you know, <laughs> and I just walk around the house and I'd be like, Shawty, you remember when you did such and such? Dumbass. Like, girl, I have to let those moments go. I have to let the feeling come ooh, and go. But I've learned how to do that. Because, yeah. It was some things that I've said to people because most of my most of my like really and we're gonna call it what it is bad behavior is from my smart ass mouth. I really do just talk a lot of shit like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, shut up. But I have been way worse and a lot of the things and I don't necessarily regret them. Let me say it this way. Um, because I know that in that moment I was doing what I thought I was supposed to do or whatever. And that's not making an excuse. That's just saying, 
I'm looking at it from 38 year old, you know, grown woman Nikki looking mm-hmm. at immature, whatever age Nikki. So she didn't know no better. And she probably now definitely wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that depending on the situation. But a lot of times I have to be like, damn, why I said that to that nigga? Or somebody will say, I, I hate it. I always cringe when somebody say, remember when you said, oh, Jesus, don't tell me that. Don't start. Because whatever it is, it's probably some trash. And I probably just want to have to, I'm, I'm probably going to have to <laughs> apologize for it. But you stay with the trash. I do. <laughs> That's how we got this show. But, um, <laughs> but the thing one of the things I had to learn how to do uh, when I had situations like that was uh, I don't know if you remember this but I I did atonement season Uh, so every year the month before my birthday my birthday is in January so in December I would allow people to air their grievances with me if any of y'all familiar with Seinfeld and you know festivals but um, I would allow people to air grievances with me. Now, that would be a time generally where I would say, if I have done or said anything that was offensive or caused you pain, please let me know so that I can, you know, make amends with you. I can atone for my misgivings. Now, before, I didn't give a fuck about if I hurt people's feelings or if I did something wrong. But... I got to a point where I was just like, okay, well, girl, um, you have to start giving a fuck, sis, because you're trying to do better. You're trying to be better. And the only way you're going to really make that pop is to let people know how they hurt you. If you want other people to know or how you've hurt them, if you want other people to give a fuck about how they hurt you, you got to give a fuck about the shit that you do, too. So I let people, like, hey, you got some, you got some beef? You got some old beef? And it could be some shit I did in kindergarten. I would still apologize. It could be some shit I said to you that I don't even remember. But I know myself. So if you say I said it and it sounds like something I would say, then I have to I have to go and get that together in, in a tone. Like, how can I fix this? I'm so sorry. And what do I need to do moving forward? Because, hell, you even got me together on one thing that I had said to you um, that hurt your feelings. And it wasn't even intentional. It was just me talking. But when you brought it to my attention, I had to go on and atone for that. Um, yeah, because I was going to kill your ass. I'm lying. I was hurt. I mean, if, <laughs> if, you, if you wanted to kill me behind that, right? <laughs> then girl, I don't know what to say about that, but do you want to talk about it? Oh, you want to talk about it? For the people? Yeah. So oh, if we were okay. talking about growth, like, let's talk about it. Okay, well, so what happened was, so, and oh my God, so this was 20... 12, 12 mm-hmm. because um, I had just uh, let the people pull out that daughter, my husband's daughter from my body mm-hmm. and she was because I, I remember where we were living, it was a project oh my god, that's another story mm-hmm. um, anyway but no, so I was trying to I, I was coming into I hate to call it like the awakening because I hate the whole woke thing, I don't hate the whole woke thing but sometimes people just do a lot with that word. And I mean, you can I'll do it. Just, you can use it in, in a different context for the purpose okay. of this well, Let's do that. Okay. So I was coming into an awakening where I was just really trying to like um, let go of that like white is right um, 
you know, just reading more of your people, not just as because it was assigned or just just opening up. And so, I think I was I asked you about H. Rap Brown. I don't remember. Okay, you know, so so, um, um. Anywho, I um I was like, well, let me text Nikki because I know she can probably suggest some books I need to read. Almost kind of like a trying to find yourself type situation or just get in touch with some black people that people don't really talk about. Like when you in school, you learn about Martin and you learn about Rosa, but they kind of leave it at that. They don't even teach these kids about Malcolm. Um, you know, they don't get into your Bayard Rustin's like, I was what shit. I was in my thirties before I found out about Bayard Rustin. So, so, you know, stuff like that. But anywho, I asked you, I, I sent you a text message. It was like, Hey, like, Give me some stuff to read this and the third. You and you was basically like like find it yourself. And I'm like, oh. And so now that we're talking about it, let me let me let me take some accountability for that conversation. You know what I have a problem of? Hmm. I have a problem with saying things to people and I don't give them enough information. But in my head I did. And I'm mm-hmm. expecting you to read my mind and know what I meant by that. So mm-hmm. then when you give me a response that I don't understand, I either one get mad or two get hurt. Or three, I just totally don't understand why you came left at me. But in actuality, I probably could have worded my question better mm-hmm. to where maybe you would have answered differently. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna take some. I'm gonna take some stock in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna take some stock in that because I probably could have said, "Hey, I'm trying to start a new journey. I just want to learn about some people who I truly don't even know out here existed." Mm-hmm. can you recommend and you probably would have accepted that better than give me some books to read bitch you got google <laughs> so but anywho so y'all that's what happened and so mm-hmm. I was totally offended by Nikki's comment and I remember it was close to haha it was becoming close to your birthday and let me tell you what's funny I knew I was going to be getting a, um, a tax check because you know you can file your taxes back then of course you can do it early and then as soon as they, well you can still do it now do it as soon as they open the portal mm-hmm. you can go ahead and fax, fax them put the stuff in and then when they open the portal they'll go ahead and process your stuff anywho I knew Nikki's birthday was coming up on the third I was expecting a tax shit like later that month I was like I'm gonna buy this whole gift <laughs> um, or something like that because I knew you was gonna have like a little birthday dinner and I knew it wasn't gonna be able to come today I was like well, let me get this whole something or maybe maybe I can meet her somewhere we can go somewhere like this is what I'm thinking in my head but then when that when that happened and I got so offended, I was like, I ain't buying this whole shit. <laughs> but y'all, I went so far. Nikki, do you remember? Bitch, I deleted you off my Facebook page. I do remember that, yeah. And yeah, so I think were, I remember you, you text. Yeah, you text me like, why are we not friends? And so did I tell you the truth that day? No, you waited a while before you told me. Okay. It came, so it came yeah, up so- in a separate conversation. Got you. Okay. So yeah, I had to leave me. Oh, out bitch. No, no, no. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. So that happened. My birthday dinner came and the birthday dinner was a disaster. If you remember, because that was my, that was my 30th birthday. Remember? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, the 30th birthday was the reason or the birth 30th birthday dinner. Okay. So let me do 2012 for all of y'all. I turned 30 in January. My grandma died in October. So December, I decided, hey, I need to start atoning for shit that I do wrong. And because I, I don't like this. I don't like this energy. And part of the reason was the birthday dinner was 
and I, I could say bad. It, it was bad. It didn't go the way that I had wanted it to go. It didn't go the way that I needed it to go. Let me say that. One of the things that came out of that was I don't ever want to be sitting at a table where I'm supposed to be celebrated and I have people around me who are so focused on what they're bringing to the table that they destroy the moment. I don't ever want it to be a situation where, and I don't, I don't really know how that sounds, but I'm trying to put it in words without having to tell you the story. So, (laughs) but I don't, I, I don't want people bringing, they bringing bullshit to my celebration. Period. That's, I think that's enough. Cause is that accurate? Cause you know the story. So is that accurate? I do. That's accurate. Okay. So I didn't want that to happen ever again in life. So I had to fix some things with some people. And the only way that I knew how to do that was to just say, well, hey, y'all, I'm pretty sure that I'm pissed a lot of y'all off. Um, So I need you to go ahead and just let me know um, what I did wrong and how I can fix it. Now, I did this for seven years. So every December for seven years, I did atonement. I I had atonement season. And I stopped doing it after seven years because seven is the number of completion. So when I turned 37, I ordered 37, I was like, all right, so this is the last December that I'm going to do it. And I haven't, I'm not going to do it this year because I don't need to. Because by now, you've had seven years. Anything that I've done to you, if you're still holding on to it, that's your bad. Because you could have got that cleared up. And there are some people that I know for sure that are still holding on to some bags. That I've, things that I've already apologized for when I've realized that my, when I took accountability for my action in the situation, I went on and apologized for that shit then because I had a feeling that they weren't going to, you know, say shit to me during atonement season. And that's fine. And then I know people that intentionally every year will say, why are you doing this? Why do you have atonement season? That held a bag of shit that I did and ain't said shit because they tried to derail the atonement season. But that's another story for another day. But anyway, part of the thing that we had you and I was I think it was like a year or so like after that you told me that and I was like oh my god I was so sad like it hurt me I was like girl I didn't know I hurt you I'm so sorry in that moment I was like bitch are you kidding I thought you were playing I thought you were trolling me to be quite honest I thought you was (laughs) I did because you used to troll me like that on on purpose and I was like this bitch is stupid and then I was like you you was an English major what the fuck you mean tell you some books to read like I really did think that you were trolling me so I was like well if this the game she want to play I'm finna play with her let's go and you were like no bitch that that hurt my feelings and I felt it did hurt my feelings and I apologize and thank you but Mm -hmm. like I said I just in in talking about it today and this is another uh, area of growth I've had to really mature in nobody can read my mind Mm. Not for real, mm-hmm. and so, and, and and so it's been a lot of times that I would say something to my husband, and then I'd be like, "Well, he didn't do it the way I asked him." And he'd be like, "But you didn't say that. Mm-hmm. You said you said red, but you wanted a pink and white balloon. Like you know, you right. you said red because like if you wanted it broken up, you should have said that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and just making sure that I'm saying things clear and concise and making sure I'm saying it exactly how I mean it and not hoping that somebody can read between the lines because I'm also the kind of beat around the bush type of shit like, oh, child, I want me some water. 
okay, we'll get you some water. Well, if you want me to go get the water, you need to say, hey, can you get me some water? Mm-hmm. So stuff like that. But yeah, but you know, we we talked about it. She mm-hmm. apologized. You know, she um got on her hands and knees and begged me to be her friend because she oh, know bitch. I was shit. <laughs> and so I oh, said, bitch. okay, peasant, I'll take you back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I guess oh. one day we're gonna have a podcast and we're gonna need to be friends wow. for that. So mm. that's what happened. I don't <laughs> I don't I don't have that recollection at all. But I do. What's wrong with your mind? Mm, I I did do a lot of drugs in college, but um, I don't necessarily believe that that's happened because I've never gotten on my hands and knees and begged anybody to do a motherfucking thing. But um, and that's on period. I, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the like that. So I think we. we we're, I think we're hitting on a lot of points about growth, but we're not talking about them specifically. So, like, I want to kind of pull out some things that are specific things mm-hmm. that deal with you go. with growth. So, like, specifically, like, taking time to, to apologize when you've done something wrong and to mean it. Like, it's one thing to just say, I'm sorry, because we teach little children to say I'm sorry when they do something, when they hurt somebody's feelings. But in my world, the only real apology is changed behavior because you can just say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry is just two words. I've said I'm sorry like 13 times talking about it, but I haven't apologized. I haven't really changed any behavior. So to me, if you do something to me, and this is part of my growth, I used to let people, I used to be a doormat and let people treat me any kind of way. I would be angry about it. I might cuss up a storm, but I didn't really stand up for myself either. So me growing, I had to take accountability for my own, the ways in which I let myself down. And then I had to learn how to stand up for myself and stop being a doormat. So when you do something to me, if I bring it to your attention and you apologize to me, you say the words, but then you turn right around and do the same thing again, after I already told you, that lets me know that you don't respect the the fact that it hurt me which means that you don't really respect me you don't because if you would if you did you wouldn't continue to hurt me so now you got to get the fuck on in love but you got to get the fuck on that's a boundary that i've set now because you're not finna treat me any kind of way i don't let people just apologize to me with words you have to show me i'm from missouri you have to show me that you mean it that's one thing you you have to prove you have to change your behavior and if you're not willing then that's fine we can depart from each other and i'm okay and you should be too because i don't want you to change just because you've done something to me you should want to change your behavior so you don't hurt anybody else but if you don't then that's also that's beautiful have a great life but i just won't be in it the other thing was so learning to apologize changing your behavior changing your thought process learning to take more time with yourself being honest about your shortcomings because we don't like to point out our flaws we don't like for other people to point out our flaws but how are you going to grow if nobody points out to you if nobody point says your crown is crooked or you're missing a jewel from your crown you don't know you're just walking around with this shit oh, oh, don't tell me about okay what well, all right cool i won't tell you shit and then when your life is continuing to 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 flounder 
and you having this this string of bad luck and you just can't understand why you can't get over X, Y, and Z, just remember that I told you and you didn't care. This on you. If you want to change it, change it. The other thing is knowing your place, staying in your lane, getting your lane to stay there. When you're driving your vehicle, if any of you are, because I know we got some people that listen that are not from Georgia, and I've only driven my own personal vehicle in a few other states, so I'm not entirely sure how this works in other places. But on I-20, we got the HOV lane. Yeah. HOV lane is for carpoolers, emergency vehicles, that kind of thing. It's a separate lane from the rest of the interstate, and once you get in it, you got, you're supposed to stay in it and ride it out till the end. That's how your life needs to be. Get in the HOV lane of your life and just keep your black ass right the fuck there. Because <laughs> when you start swerving, that's when you start fucking up. Because everybody in HOV lane is going 80 miles an hour at minimum. I'll say 70. They're going, they, they driving real fast. But the next lane over is the fast lane, technically. So those people might be going a little bit faster than the HOV lane. So when you start swerving in and out, you're going to cause an accident. You finna fuck up I-20 eastbound for everybody or westbound for everybody. Don't do that. Because I-20 is already a nightmare, especially around Atlanta, between the hours of today and tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. But think about that in life. In life, you get in your lane and you stay there. When you start swerving in and out, and that was one of my problems too. I was always in somebody else's lane and getting mad when an accident or a collision would occur. But bitch, if you would have stayed your stupid ass in your lane, then you wouldn't have to worry about this fucking collision because it wouldn't have happened. But that was growth too. I had to learn how to talk to myself and be my own parent and be like, girl, you did that. You did that. That was your fault. Now fix it. Yeah. The other thing is... <sighs> Oh, she did a heavy pass. I did. Bitch, I don't know. Cause I'm trying to I'm trying to address the the reason why we're doing the show without addressing the reason why we're doing the show. Let me let me let me do, let me help you out. You mm-hmm. ready? Mm-hmm. Um Nikki faced a compromising challenge this week mm-hmm. that in the past she has responded differently to. Mm-hmm. This week, she decided to take a different approach, mm-hmm. which was growth, mm-hmm. and to create a sense of peace for herself mm-hmm. while going through this challenge. That's it. That's it. Thank you, friend. Thank you. Because I would not have again, been able to say those words. She I would, would not. Mm-mm. And again, as she pointed to those other years when she was just, you know, a crazy bloodhound, mm-hmm. um, you know, it would have it would have been different, and then two just shit two months ago would have been different, girl. So, so yeah, she just decided, you know what, I'm gonna take a different approach. I'm not gonna keep going at it the same way because we all know the definition of insanity. And mm-hmm. so she decided to take a different approach, and you know, she she saw a slightly different outcome, and she just gonna keep taking the high road, and eventually, I won't have to be do what it. It's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah. So, like, I'm going to distill the situation down to show you what the growth is. When you're dealing with people, you have to understand that everybody got their own baggage. Everybody has their own traumas, and everybody's at a different level, different level of maturity and growth. 
So you have to decide to meet people where they are and do what you're supposed to do for them, if anything, and then go on about your business and let the rest go. And I think black women, because we are trained to take care of everybody all the time, that last little part is the part that fucks us up, letting the rest go, right? It's a boundary, but we're not going to get back into boundaries because we got a whole show about it. But what it is, is saying, I, I've done what I'm supposed to do. And, and it has to be enough. And you have to leave it there for your own sanity. Now, where I had fucked up was I felt like I was like Cat Williams. I know Cat Williams keeps coming up. But when he was talking about how you keep trying shit and trying shit, won't work. Trying shit, trying shit, trying shit, won't work. That's where I was. I kept trying shit. It wasn't working. And I was like, okay, well, Nikki, this is not working. And this, and on top of it not working, it's it's affecting you in ways that are not for your highest good. It's really starting to affect you. It's making you miserable. And what's more important than your peace, sis? Nothing. Nothing. So what you going to do? You going to continue to allow this shit to hurt you, bother you, add stress to your life? affect all of your relationships with people because it got to the point where like this thing was keeping me from enjoying my life I didn't want to talk on the phone unless I was complaining about it I didn't want to really do anything I wasn't really creating anything and if y'all know me um creating is my outlet like creating makes me happy I will paint if I can all day and half the night or all night and half the day, depending on when I go up, get up and go to sleep or go to sleep. But like this thing was keeping me from enjoying my life. It was taking the peace out of my home. And I had to decide, well, what's more important, getting the situation right or getting my peace back? And you told me, girl, you ain't got no peace in your home. You need some peace. And I was like, you know what? The bitch is right. <laughs> As I am all the time. No, because a broken clock is only, it, it might just be right, but it's only right twice a day. You so, such a jerk. Thank you. But like the choice was choose peace every time. Choose peace. Let the <laughs> rest go. <laughs> choose peace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. That's an inside, but choose peace. So, oh, <laughs> so I chose peace. And in choosing peace, I had to decide, all right, girl, well, you got to leave it alone. You got to let the rest go. So I let the rest go immediately because you're not going to run my peace up out of my house. I, it took me, I've lived in the same place for four years. It took me two and a half years to develop this place as a sanctuary, the home that I live in. But when I got it to that point, it really became that. And it became the place that I healed from a lot of things because of the work that I put into making it a sanctuary. And I'm not going to let nobody destroy that or impede on that. Just because you in chaos, that don't mean I got to be in chaos. You can be in chaos wherever the fuck you at, and I'm going to be in peace right here. And that's growth. Because I, I would have approached this situation, like you said, two months ago, it would have been totally different. Five years ago, it would have been a nightmare. And 28-year-old oh, Nikki would be in jail at this very moment with the COVID. Mm -hmm. With the COVID. Mm -hmm. 
Don't be in there with the COVID. The girl, it would girl, you already know what this shit would have been. Um can you I wonder do people realize that they're growing? I know that sounds weird. Like of course I know. But do you know? You think okay. people always know that, that, that they have actually changed or sometimes they just have an aha moment like, Oh my god, I just reacted so differently than I normally would. Do they realize at that moment that that was growth or do they think they just changed for that moment? I feel like it's kind of like losing weight. Mm. You know how when you start, like when you change the diet, you start exercising, in the beginning you be looking for like little hints that it's working. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But even though it takes time, like it takes weeks before you notice a change. Like your people around you that look at you every day, like your friends or whatever, your family, your partner, your children, they can tell like when you start losing weight or when your body changes, but you don't notice it. So yeah. I feel like it's like that. I feel like when you start changing, other people around you will notice first and then you get clued in at the end because there have been times when my sister has been like, girl, I'm so proud of you. I'm like, for what? Because she was like, I have seen the day and that'll be the end of the sentence. And I I get it. Like She's telling me, like, girl, this would have went totally different in yeah. whatever year. But I did not recognize it until whenever I sent y'all that text message. It was like, hey, I feel like I just experience some growth i didn't recognize it because yeah, i read it like oh my god she about to hold it to her okay <laughs> <laughs> well way to go kid <laughs> thanks friend because that shit was supposed <sighs> to go a totally different way absolutely but you know what i also think too with growing um I think that that puts on a little wisdom too. So you don't. I think we've talked about this before. You don't always have to be old to have wisdom, but Mm-mm. we get why. It's a lot of it's a lot of old ass people that's real foolish. Absolutely, but you know, of course, because people have lived longer, sometimes they probably have they have a few more stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but that don't necessarily mean they learn from them. Okay, but um, when I think when somebody can go from, I'm trying to. I wish I had like a notable person to witness their change. Um, you know, I'll use Gucci because <laughs> you know why not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but before he went, and of course he he was incarcerated, so I know that might sound cliche. Like, well, he had to change. He went to jail. No, y'all know everybody who go to jail don't change. Hello. So let's let me say that. But you know, the before we, is real. No, honey. So you know that um. Um, we all know who he was before he mm-hmm. went to jail, and and I have been rocking with this man since he was all of that, all of the above, so whatever. You know, he was a loose cannon. Like you, he was always two steps away from going to jail. Like I think he woke up like I'm probably gonna go to jail today, every day, and every day. And so you know, he finally went or whatever. But you know, just him coming out and, and then of course you know you had the oh you're a clone why he got to be a clone because he wanted to change because people well, don't like it when you change why, why y'all why y'all but then but then when he do the stuff and go on the news and go to jail you talk about it but then he come out and he just want to lay low and make money and love his wife it, it still ain't enough what y'all want from people but anyway i'm using him um um just 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 i'm using him as a a notable figure of growth just you know, he he don't even he he still rap about some of the same stuff, but it, it's still it's even a difference in that if you ask me. And like his um 
it just it just to me, and maybe because I followed him again since mixtapes and mm-hmm. all the goals, and when he was skinny, and then he started getting fat, and then he got fat because mm-hmm. <laughs> he wasn't always fat when he came out. You see what That's I'm saying? True. Like I, I I watched that whole transformation. I, I just that whole thing I watched, and so just looking at him now. All he truly care about is the bag and Keisha. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. And I mean, even his eating habits. And of course, that was, you know, under the, the guidance of her just wanting him to eat better. But she wanted him to eat better so he could live longer because, you know, he did a lot of drugs back in his day. That's right. And so, but but he was open to, you know what, let me try something new. He was open to, let me just get myself together, not just for her, but for myself too, so I can be here for her. You know, she was his muse, so we're gonna go with it. But I just, I, I, I love to see people. I love to see growth because you can grow, you can grow negatively, negatively. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you can definitely um, grow both ways. So you know, I want y'all to know that part too. I like to see people growing in a positive way, and you know, they just look different, and so. Like you said, people can't even understand why he looks so different. When you start giving a fuck about yourself for real, mm. you're going to look different. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just going to glow. Some, some of y'all who had to let go of these toxic relationships, y'all look different. Mm-hmm. Y- y'all got to glow about y'all that can't no L'Oreal, can't no damn uh, uh, face scrub, can't none of that crap do for you because you have actually just dropped some crap out your life. Y'all look different, so it's like I used him so y'all could y'all could kind of use it as a reference. Like, well, look, look, look what look what he had to go through though to change. Sometimes we shouldn't have to we shouldn't have to get to those points because that was a breaking point. Yeah, and I hate sometimes that we have to get to a and then sometimes we just get broken. Mm-hmm. I hate <laughs> I hate that sometimes <laughs> we have to get to those points to, before we realize we need to change. It would be beautiful if. We just, you know, every four or five years, you kind of look at some stuff like, oh, okay, could work on that. It's almost like a house, you know, like right now, we about probably need some new baseboards. It's time for new baseboards. But it's a house. It's always some work that could be done on a house. It's always some work that you could be doing. Think of yourself as your house. It's always something you can work on. Mm-hmm. There's, all, there's always some maturity that can happen. But of course, you got to want to do it. And then too, you need to know that you need to work on that because do we so free, do you think do we always know that there's some spaces that we need to fill with some 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 growth or do you think because if you we, were to ask me if you were to ask me um at like twenty five, did I need to grow and change? I probably told you no, I'm straight. At twenty seven, <sighs> probably not. Thirty yeah that's when it hit for me at 30 now did mm-hmm. i still need stuff before i turned 30 hell yeah <laughs> i needed to grow up in major ways like i'm almost and this is why i had to apologize because like even though that's my story and i'm not trying to take anything away from my story like it is what it is i was that's where i was in that time i'm not there anymore like i'm almost embarrassed at how foolish i was yeah, I'm almost I, embarrassed I at how how hot headed and angry and how stupid I was. How like like how much I didn't love myself. It almost is scary. It's like okay, well, what would have happened to me? And I can't I can't dwell on it. Like what would have happened if I hadn't made the decision to go ahead and like change my life? But it's like you don't know. 
but once you see I was me and my partner was talking about this last night. It's like when you uh buy a car. Like you'll never see that car until you buy one and then you see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like that. So like when you see one thing or like when you kitchen clean it, I'm I have I have um ADHD and O C D. So when I clean, it takes me hours to clean like my kitchen. And it's it really shouldn't take me that long because it's not that big. But I have to I have I have a method. And once I see one thing, I see several other things that need to be done. Well, I have to do them now because I've seen them. I can't just not do them. But the same thing works for you. When you see one thing, it kind of compels you to fix another thing. I couldn't fix my anger issues until I learned to watch my mouth. And I couldn't watch my mouth until I started thinking about how other people would feel when I would say things to them out of pocket. Well, that means I had to be compassionate for them. And that means I had to be compassionate for myself. So I had to stop being angry with myself in order. It was a cycle, if um, if that makes sense. I couldn't just fix one thing and just keep going. I couldn't stop being angry because being angry had, it had, a, it had a, a source. It had a root issue. It was just a flower on top, but there was something underneath all of that. Since we're talking about, we, one of the definitions was about plants. Let's use that metaphor. The anger was just a flower. But anybody that's ever seen a, a plant, you know that the flower is the end result. The flower is the goal. The root, the seed is the thing. And it develops roots. And then the stem, then some leaves, then a flower, a bud, and then flowers. So by the time I got to cussing people out every day, <laughs> it was, I had to get down deep to that thing. Well, why are you angry? Right. And then go through those processes. Which working on that one issue cleared up a lot of other shit and then I just did it with other things. So yeah. No, we don't know all the time, but once you start, it's almost like Pringles once you pop, you can't stop. You're dumb. I am not, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then it's kinda like hair, you know, one day you're like, Oh my hair and they're like, Oh my hair. Mm -hmm. It's so long. Yeah. Hello, then people see you and they're like, Oh my god, your locks look so long and I'm like, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you have to tell me that. Like I've got a mirror. But oh, wow, you could just say thank you. Just to, when it comes to my locks, I'm very, very I have not matured with my locks. <laughs> I'm very, very, very that girl, that bougie princess, that don't touch my hair. Mm. Once my hair gets in the middle of my back, do not speak to me directly. You need to have <laughs> your people call my people because I will not speak to anybody whose hair is not as long as mine directly. So know that people know that. Girl. Okay. Mm. <laughs> but um the friend, um, if you had to if somebody came to you and said, I wanna work on I wanna I wanna grow from I got a bad temper. Let's just, let's just use something common. I got a bad temper. I just want to work on not like, you know, being so quick to jump to the wrong conclusion, just listen to whatever. Like, what would you, if you had to give them only three things to do, what would you give them? Three things to do to stop them from being angry all the time or having a bad yeah, temper? Yeah, having a bad, like, they want to start working on that. Just like, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. First, you got to figure out what the fuck is your problem. 
why is you upset, ma'am? <laughs> or sir. <laughs> right. What the fuck is your problem? Uh, and the second thing is, and this sounds very cliche, but I told y'all I had been a Buddhist. So you have to put yourself in the position of the people that are on the other end of your temper. Mm. And what would you do if somebody talked to you like that? Mm. When you talk to people. Um, but the the most important thing is figuring out why you mad, sis. Because your temper, it's not really a, it's not a thing unto itself. It comes from somewhere. It's not like it just happens that way. You develop that thing. Why you mad, sis? How can we fix that? And then that's the biggest part. But once you start working on that, the other part will come in where you start thinking about how you talk to people. And then after that, you just have to practice not letting your temper take over, not letting that part of you win. So like figuring out what the hell was wrong with me while I was so mad all the time was the biggest thing, which led me to, I really wouldn't want nobody talking to me the way that I talked to them because I used to have a real jazzy ass mouth. And I love how you say used to. That's real cute. How you practice that with you two? Because, ma'am, I know you in real life. Right. So that means you know that my mouth, the way that I talk to people now, strangers, is not the way that I used to talk to strangers. Oh, I'm glad you cleared it up for strangers because, oh, you give me that jab ass lip all the time. Matter of fact, I'm about to write your ass a friend contract and then set that shit up in your face. And that will be the best thing you've ever done for me. <laughs> I think these people are like, what's wrong with them? We don't know. We don't know what's wrong with but them. But I tell you, you I tell you what the, I tell you what though, we really do love each other and that's what that's the part that y'all don't understand. God, just take it. But figuring out what was wrong with me, deciding that I didn't wanna be talked to the way that other people the way that I had talked to other people and the third thing was just practicing that because you have to do the thing. You can't say, I want to fix my temper and you still get mad about shit all the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> you also, I think uh, one uh, thing too is when somebody asks you a question or just puts you in a situation, think about it. It's okay to, to take a moment to think about what just happened, process it. Because a lot of times, especially in anger, Normally, when we speak out of anger, it's an impulse. We didn't even think about the response. Mm-hmm. We just going it off an emotion, yeah. and it just happens, and and then and you can't take it. Like we can't take the words back. Mm-mm. So it's okay to pause in any situation. Girl. Take those five or six seconds before you respond, because listen, that that reaction that's going to create another one, and you, you just got to know where you're trying to end up. I don't know so, if this is a Muslim teaching or not, but I I want to say maybe I read this uh, or heard Malcolm X talking about this, about thinking about a thing three times before you say it. So, like, I really mm-hmm. do. I don't say. <laughs> I try real hard to think about what it is that I'm about to say, especially if I know I'm in a mood. Generally, though, if I'm in a mood, I don't go around nobody. I say it is very safe. It keeps, it's the reason why I'm still in the relationship. Cause I know how to keep, sit my ass down somewhere and just be like, Mm-mm, not right now. I love you, but not right now. 
not this very second. Um, and I learned that being a bartender. Mm. Because when you're a bartender, you have to, a server or anything that deals with the public, you have to be on all the time. But specifically when you work for tips, like you have to be on all the time. And if you're having a bad day, don't nobody give a fuck because they just want their drinks. Yeah. And um, you can't take it out. And I on need your my dip and chips with my extra sauce on the side. Stop playing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, if you're having a shitty day, either you're going to make it funny so you can make m- some money, or you're going to, you know, just like talk shit to your favorite client that comes in is going to come in regardless of how much you abuse them, and which is still funny, <laughs> and you make some money, or you're just going to eat that shit and deal with it later so you can make some money. So learning how to prioritize what was more important. Is my anger more important or is this bag more important? And luckily I know how to make shit funny. So I could, whatever I was angry about, I could just make it into a joke and that would help me deal with it so that I would not, you know, jeopardize the bag. Yeah. But you have to learn yeah. how to, you have to learn how to cope with it. You got to transmute that shit because otherwise anger will eat you up from the inside. And that's the other thing about growth. That was the thing that started me on this path was my health was suffering and like all of this shit like manifest in your body because that's where like that's where you live in your body so if you if you don't pay attention to that if you don't give that space and reverence then you're gonna fuck around and get sick and you're not gonna understand how you got sick i'm pretty sure and i've said this before i will die on this hill the part of the reason why I had to have a hysterectomy was because I was holding in so much shit that I had been holding on to for years and it was finally like that's how it was showing up in those tumors and cysts. I I, I believe that because once I let that shit go, mm. like once I let the, the that stuff go, it gave my body space to heal, which gave me the opportunity to let myself have this surgery or start the path toward being physically healthy. And now I don't need any of like I'm not on any medication for anything. But before I was on medication for everything. I had a pill to control my um, high blood pressure. I had a pill to control my mood. I had a pill to, um, you know, like flush out water. Like I was on a diuretic. I was on um, all kinds of like vitamins and supplements, which I still take supplements and stuff, but not as many. I don't need a pill to wake me up. I don't need a pill to put me to sleep. Like I was taking handfuls of medicine every day for shit that really wasn't physical. It was physiological. It was spiritual. And once I let all that shit go and got myself in a better place, then I didn't need it. But the point was I had to grow through that process because I was just stuck and unhappy. So I'm Mm. like, what the fuck can I do? What can I do? I can't control 90% of anything. But the little piece that I got, the little corner that I got is how I respond to things. And that's true. How I respond to things, how I consider them, my perspective. I can change that. And in changing that, I have changed my entire life such that I didn't go to jail this week. God is good. Absolutely. Because I was supposed to Y'all Mm. <laughs> we're gonna have this another episode we're gonna have to talk about that but not right now i gotta get clearance 
I gotta get some people mm-hmm. to sign some waivers and shit before I start talking about that shit. But yeah, um, waivers. yes, God. Um, so, friend, you were talking about feeling entitled to things. How has have you have you let go of that? Like, have you released that? Do you still feel entitled? I mean, not to not not to where somebody else has to suffer. Does that make sense? Yeah. So. I, I feel entitled to a good life, healthy mm-hmm. relationships, um, making sure my family is well. Stuff that you it's do. no longer see right. No, it, but it's it's no longer oh you know y'all owe me something because we friends or mm-hmm. you know something like you know not 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 in that sense not the way the children see it today because like I told y'all I work in a high school so I'm in a sea of entitlement every day. Of people who don't have jobs, hmm. but they want two hundred dollars shoes, and that and they think they deserve those two hundred dollars shoes. It's amazing hmm. to me to see and hear wow. that. But anywho, so no, not 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 in that sense anymore. Where I feel like, um, you you know, the 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 world owes me like those things, but just in the sense of it's okay, it's okay to be happy. It, it, it's okay to to help somebody it, it's okay to serve somebody and and you don't have to receive anything in return because you help somebody out you know it's okay to give a shit about your community it's okay to care about the people in your house you know j- j- just it's okay to to be a grown-up and care about some things other than yourself so yeah so that that the entitlement changes can i tell you that i feel entitled that the world owe me something because I didn't have no parents and my grandma was an asshole to me and I was really smart and I had bought into the myth of exceptionalism, black exceptionalism. And I really felt Mm. like I was supposed to have X, Y, and Z because I had followed this list of rules and um, dictums that really had not garnered me what I thought I was supposed to have. Cause I was that fucking ignorant and I mean, I have the words for it now, but I didn't. Um, and Carolyn talks about this sometimes too, about surrender. Mm. So the whole key to this for me has been letting go of not just the obvious things like, Oh, I'm in a shitty relationship. Let me break up with this motherfucker. Not that. Oh, I drink too much coffee or I drink too much soda, or I drink too much wine or beer, or in my case, at one point, liquor. Let that go. It ain't about that. It's about surrendering whatever ideas and concepts you had that put you in a position where you felt like something was supposed to be yours. Nothing in this life is guaranteed to you. Right. It's just like if we're going back to the plant, some people start their plants from seeds or bulbs and when you put that seed in the ground or in the pot you have no control of what happens because I know I can tell you and I know Jocelyn can tell you 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 get a pack of seeds and you might put five in a pot and maybe three of them come up you might see three sprout and then off of those little seedlings you might get two viable plants and out of those two viable plants, there's a chance you only get one that actually goes all the way to fruit. 
or you might get none. They might all die none. and never, and never get just, the fruit. Just said they ain't gonna even do it. But when you put that seed in the ground, you have no control over that. You have to let that thing, which has all these tiny, tiny seeds go into these ginormous plants that bear fruit and then you can start the process all over. So the seed automatically knows it has everything that it needs to become the thing that it's supposed to be. You have zero control over that. All you're supposed to do is your job, water it, prune it if it needs to, make sure it gets the adequate amount of sun and maybe fertilize it. That's it. That's your job. It's not your job to tell the seed when to produce a stem, a leaf, a flower, a piece of fruit, uh, whatever the fuck it's supposed to do. That's not your job. You have to surrender and understand that that seed knows exactly what it's supposed to do. You have to do the same thing with yourself. And this is growth. Because I didn't know any of this shit. I had to learn this the hard way. Trial and error. Fucking up. And then fixing. So you have everything that you need to be whole on the inside. And the things that you don't have, you will attract. It's not about knowing all of the answers. It's about being willing to ask yourself the question and look for the answer. That's where it is. So ask yourself the question, why am I so angry? Why am I so sad? Why do I feel lonely? Why why am I like why am I using things to fill a void? What is the void? Doing that shadow work. That's the important part surrendering to the thing you cannot control and letting life happen in a way that allows you the freedom to learn from life instead of trying to like beat yourself into submission to life does that make sense it does it'll pay off it will it'll pay off you'll you will be so like i'm so proud of myself and sometimes i do feel like oh bitch you got soft you letting these people punk you or you letting life punk you. And it's like, am I? I don't feel like it. I feel like I'm in a better situation because, no, I'm not responding in the way that I normally would. But I also don't feel like I'm disrespecting myself. Like there's nothing for me to regret in this situation because I didn't, I didn't act out of my character. I finally have some character. Look and at I, you with character. Listen, I ain't had none before. And I have some now. <laughs> I definitely see a change. It's taken me a while. Other people have seen it before me, but I see it. And I'm proud of myself, which is important, too. And we're all proud of you. Thank you, friend. I appreciate it. I mean, I feel like we have talked about some specifics. Um, we've given some some, some little tools. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, we've touched on things that we really had issues with. Mm-hmm. Which goal makes it specific. So I don't know. I, I think we gave the people some stuff. Is there anything else that you, any more questions you like, anything burning that you think? Just be patient with yourself. Be, that is good, friend, because yes. patience is definitely a virtue. I know sometimes we get cliche on this thing, but it's those, you know, those phrases, those quotes, whatever we're going to call them, they weren't created for no reason. They, they mm-hmm. make sense. And you have to practice it. You have to practice being patient with yourself. And y'all, practice does not make perfect. Practice mm-hmm. just helps you to be better. Mm-hmm. It helps you to be better, but you do have to practice it. 
and patience. Look, you know what? I know we talk a lot about flowers, but I mean, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. You talking about patience is putting seed in the ground. Not getting some from Lowe's already in the look of painting. How you got I do that too now. So don't 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 shade me now, friend. Cause no, no, no. I'm not shading you because you know I do that too. But I'm, I'm a starter saying, plant queen. I'm all for the starter plant. But I'm talking about some true patience. Y'all, I put some seeds in the ground in my mailbox and I did not, I don't know what they are. So I am waiting. I have been patiently waiting for these things to germinate, then to stem to come, for the buds to come. I am waiting to see what's about to come out of this plant because I have no clue what they are. Gardening have really helped me to develop some more patience. Parenting help, but sometimes mm-hmm. you lose your patience with those small people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but gardening has really helped me to just just take it all in. Just enjoy what's there and more is to come. It's growth. Hello. The fucking plants are growing. It's growth. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, sometimes you can't, you know, see the smile. You don't see. You go out there, you just see a pile of dirt. Mm-hmm. But underneath that power, there is something so beautiful in the making. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is nurture it. Love it. Give it the water that it needs. Don't over, don't overdo it, guys. Please. Don't overdo it. Don't overdo it. Because you'll you kill it. Say, pay attention. You will kill it. You got to pay attention to it. Know what it needs. Read up on it. You know, does it like a lot of light? Not too much light. Does it need shade? Does it need full sun all day long? Is she too hot? Is she drooping? When she does get leaves, I mean, you got to pay attention to all of that. You got to know what you, you got to know what you're getting yourself into. And then you go with the flow of what it wants. Because one thing about a seed, it's going to do its thing as long as you don't mess it up. So when it comes to yourself, pay attention to what you need, what you want. Read up on some things that's gonna help you if you want to do that. Watch some videos, listen to these podcasts from these two famous ass black girls. I'm telling Nikki you, Nikki and Jocelyn. Talk about it. And you know what I'm saying? And, and just and just see where that takes you. And before you know it, you're gonna be a 16 foot sunflower. Let's do it. Let's get it. Because I'm playing the sunflowers next year because my neighbor has eight foot sunflowers and I'm coming for her eight. That's fine. <laughs> okay. I see no sunflower, then I raise you eight more feet. Hey. All right. Okay. Um, I wanna um, because we get obviously we get ready to wrap up, but like I wanted to say that uh, we're still doing a giveaway. We're doing another giveaway this week, and uh, in addition to that, I'm also going to add to the Facebook page. And the website. So if you're if you're not if you haven't joined our Facebook group, I don't know what the fuck you're waiting on. But in the Facebook group, I'm going to add a list of resources for y'all that you can um, like if you want to engage, if you want to find out some more stuff, if you want to, I guess, kind of you know see the things that I'm talking about. I'm going to add some books to a reading list. Uh, some of the stuff I've already read. If you want to ask me questions about it, you can absolutely do that. I used to be an English professor. So like I can tell you a lot about this stuff from any angle that you want to talk about it from. Uh, and I'm going to put that in the Facebook group. We'll be announcing the winner uh, this weekend of the first week of giveaways. And we'll be posting the rules for next week's giveaway. 
I also want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening. Thank you to everybody who's been sharing this. A lot of people that I didn't even know were listening, <laughs> been commenting, sending me messages. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for um, giving us a few moments of your time every week. We appreciate it. We are grateful. Also, we don't, are. We don't, truly are. don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. As Jocelyn said earlier, I am working on our social media presence. I know we don't really post a lot, and that's because we just be busy, girl. But we're going to get to it. I'm saying um a lot, and I apologize. I'm not going to edit this comment out. I'm going to leave it in because I'm human. If you would, please, when you see us post, share. Because a lot of people are listening, and they don't want to admit it, but we still want you to listen. Shout out to whoever's in Ireland who's listening to this show. Oh, my God. Yes. Shout out to Ireland. What is up? Like, I mean, hello. (laughs) And thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I was looking for something to like share with the people but that's when I decided well, I'll just put the book list up so do you have a quote for the people as we finish the show well you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um oh before I do that friend mm-hmm. the, do we have a winner we do have a winner I just said we're gonna announce it on Instagram you know what I was listening to you you weren't. But for whatever reason, I didn't hear you say that. You, because you weren't listening. Um, so it's just a Chinese proverb. Be not afraid of growing slowly. Be afraid only of standing still. Girl. So, y'all, it ain't gonna happen overnight. But when it does, it does. That's what I'm gonna leave y'all with. That's where we at. So I guess Nikki B and Jay Hyde is gonna sign out. We are. Bye, y'all. Bye.